Good morning to each one of you. We welcome you on this beautiful Lord's Day to the preaching service of the Scotts Fork Christian Church, Otis Clark Minister. As we have been saying each service, that we want our shut-ins, our elderly, the people who are hurting, the people who are grieving, our nation, uh, the pandemic, and on and on we can go. We want you to be assured that we are praying for you and that we're hoping and praying that God's blessings will be with you. This morning we are going to speak on a subject, Love Speaks the Truth. And we're going to be reading from the Ephesian letter, starting in the fourth chapter in verse 15 and reading through 29. So let's listen, if you will, to the word of the Lord. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, and that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God excuse me, life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned. When you heard about Christ, and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully, to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something good, something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for the building up of others according to their uh, needs, that it may benefit those uh, those who listen. As we come together all across this land again to worship our wonderful Lord, we know that there are many things that are happening even as I speak that our Lord cannot be pleased with. We all know that we have a lot, a lot of heavy situations. And as I have been thinking about what I wanted to preach about today, I said what we need to do is we all know that we are in in a horrendous mess, is that we need to be asking ourselves as God's children 
What is it that we can do that can help to heal America? What is it that we can do to make things better? Yes, we all know there are many, many problems. But as long as we just stand around and wring our hands and, and just talk and talk and talk, that is going to do no good at all. And so what I have come up with in my mind, I said, what I think we need to do is step back and ask the Lord to lead us by his spirit, lead us to understand what we might do in our own way to, to contribute to the healing of this great land, the United States of America. And friends, needless to say, that as I gave the title there just a moment ago, that love speaks the truth, that uh, I would like to submit to you that, uh, that you make it uh, uh, one of the things that you really want to do, and that is say, Lord, I, I know I'm only one, but I'm one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. Lord, just help me to understand uh, what a blessing it can be to others when we sh truly and genuinely show that we love them and we care about them. I've never met a person who has said to me, uh, Brother Otis, I, uh, you know, I don't care whether you love me or not, uh, but I know that uh, as I've conducted my ministry and, and I have tried to the best of my ability to be compassionate and loving, and I've never seen a time but that it was appreciated. And so I think what all of us is that we need to do is that we need to get focused, to challenge ourselves, uh, to get a couple of words, a couple of challenges that Christ has given to us and really stay focused on implementing them. And in our own way, we can make a difference. And then also, I think uh, that when we read what we did in Ephesians 4 here about speaking the truth in love, or love speaks the truth, is so many people today are saying, you know, I don't know what to believe. Uh, what is the truth? What is right? What is really, really going on? They say we have a pandemic. People are out of work. The, the economy is, is very uh, challenging. Uh, we have uh, racial issues. And so where do we go? for direction and guidance so that we can do God's will and so that we can make a difference. You know, I would submit to you uh, that uh, there are actually many, many things, but I want to zero in on this morning that love speaks the truth because love, if we do it genuinely and as God would have us to do it, is such a profound thing. That's the only thing that uh, that we will take into heaven. You know, it talks about it now, abide faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. When we get to heaven, we don't need hope. Uh, like the writer Paul says to the Corinthians, and now abide faith and hope. We will have realized our hope. And, uh, and love is the greatest of them all. And also we know that with so much being said, uh, we need to pray that we can get on a track of seeking to understand uh, where real truth lies. Uh, we know that as Paul says here in the fourth chapter in verse 15, speaking the truth in love. A lot of talk, a lot of conversations, a lot of actions. And so when we think about what could really make a difference, I would submit to you that when we truly uh, seek to uh, love and then also to share 
the love of Christ and the truths of Christ, we will make a difference. Just as I have been hearing about the late uh, um, uh, senator, I mean congressman who died, and uh, and he would say to the people, he said, "You need to stand up. You need to be brave. You need to be courageous." And so uh, I would say to all of the Christians, all peoples, uh, that uh, we need friends to stand up and really seek to be genuine and seek to be true. The truth is an interesting thing. The truth can be distasteful and be hard to hear. The truth can hurt. But we want people to tell us the truth, don't we? Well, sometimes I wonder if we do. But when we, what we, beg your pardon, but when do we want to know the truth? As soon as possible, I believe, I'd like to believe. And so this morning I want to talk about a, uh, a couple of things that are taught in the scriptures that I believe uh, that will help us along that line. Uh, there's a scene in the movie where Tom Cruise, who was a military lawyer, is cross-examined by Jack Nicholson, the base commander and a colonel, in a military courtroom. And uh, Cruz was trying to get Nicholson to tell the truth about the orders he had been given about a certain situation. And with much intensity, Cruz shouted, I just want the truth. And Nicholson uh, barked back, we can't handle the truth. In reality, the truth can be hard to handle. And it appears today when we look at all that is going on in our entire world, it appears that we don't like to be told no. We don't. Sometimes it appears that we don't like to be told anything. As a matter of fact, uh, this past week I was getting my hair cut, and a particular person who was in the shop said, "I don't like to be told what to do." Well, what if you were ill? And you went and your doctor sent you to a surgeon and he says to you that you're going to have to have your gallbladder removed. Well, you may not like that, but if you're going to get better, if you're going to get well, you have got to listen to his advice and have the gallbladder removed. And I would submit to you that what is needed more than anything with all that is going on is for, first of all, like the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love even your enemies and then also seek to find the truth. Center in on them and put them into action and we will see and if everybody did that we could see things getting better. We could see a difference in our world. Let me ask you a question. What about you? Does the saying you can't handle the truth apply to you? Uh, the famous saying about the truth comes from Jesus. In John 8, 32, Jesus said, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Oh, that our world, oh, that our world would just have a desire uh, to look to things, to teachings in the greatest book in the world that would be the answer and solve just about our all if we would let him uh, in our lives the problems that we're facing as I'm talking even today. Let's look uh, real quickly at 1 Corinthians 13. We know that's the love chapter of the Bible. And this is where Paul in writing, and this is what he says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, 
It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And so today we want to focus on the last phrase there where it says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices. Real love, real love, genuine love, rejoices in the truth. And that's the phrase we want to really look at. Love does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love is always glad to side with truth and pleased that truth will win. These are different translations of this First Corinthians, the last verse in the hour uh, of the fourth through the sixth verses of the 13th chapter. And these are from other translations. The message says, love takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. The characteristics of love we want to wrestle with today is love speaks the truth. There has been a book written some time back by Gary Chapman, and the title of the book is Love as a Way of Life. Tremendous book. He asked, and what he did, as you read that book, he asked numerous people to give him the name of someone they considered a loving person. Once they identified a person or persons, he then asked, what about that person leads you to conclude that he or she is a loving person? Uh, most of the answers he received fell into the characteristics uh, that uh, uh, that have been talked about. If you read the book uh, and the chapters, he says the person is loving because they're kind, because they're patient, because they're forgiving, because they're humble, and because they're uh, are courteous. You see, friends, today we're having trouble seeing that. People are angry. People are uh well, frustrated, there are just many, many words that can describe where we are. But just notice the difference. And I want to encourage you, if you are a believer in Christ, if you are a believer in the Bible, to look with frequency to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verses 4 through 6. The importance of being kind. And that takes a lot. But the Holy Spirit, God, can enable you to do these things, and it will make a tremendous difference. But a significant number of the respondents also indicated that the person was loving because he or she would tell the truth even when the other person didn't want to hear it. The respondents said things like, A casual acquaintance may tell you what you want to hear, but a true friend will tell you what you need to hear. A loving person is always honest with the people he loves and will tell them the truth in a tactful manner. A loving person is willing to give advice and be critical when necessary in order to help you be a better person. He is honest and sensitive. Possibly many of you remember going back through the years, maybe your children watched uh, uh, the Mr. Rogers neighborhood television show, Fred Rogers, and, and he wrote many beautiful songs for the children that hold great truths for adults as well. In the song, I like to be told, he writes of every child's desire to be told if it's going to hurt, if a parent is going away, or if something will be new or different, because I will trust you more and more each time these things come true. Also, a particular lady 
told Gary Chapman, who wrote the book uh, that uh, about uh, love and how important life is when it's lived like that. Uh, he writes of every child's desire to be told if it's going to hurt, if a parent is going away, or if some something will be new or difficult, because I trust you more and more each time these things come true. Uh, and so we go on and uh, we continue to look uh, at the teachings uh, and we know that as we study the Bible that uh, we do want to speak the truth and we want to speak it in love. Dishonesty is like a wall that builds up over time in our friendships, in our marriage, families, our relationship. I want us to look again here at, at Ephesians 4.15. Instead, what God wants us to do is to speak the truth in love. We will in all things grow up into him who is the head, and that is Christ. What do we learn from this verse? We learn to speak the truth in love to each other. It seems today that you look in many circles and, and people can, can't uh, act civil. Uh, they can't even, they can't talk with civility. Uh, just a, a lot of anger and a lot of hatred, it seems. But how does speaking the truth in love involve kindness? You see, kindness is both the motivation and the method for speaking honestly about hard things with people. Again, going back to Mr. Chapman, the author of the book that, uh, that, I, that I've been referring to that, that is so profound, is that uh, uh, he says that uh, uh, he tells of a couple named Alan and Lucy who enjoy having college students over for dinner every Sunday evening. And during the school year, they got to know and enjoy the young adults, and, and the students got to know them as surrogate parents. And one young man by the name of Thomas came over regularly, and he was very difficult to like. Thomas never stopped talking about himself. He interrupted, and he, and he uh, topped everyone's stories. He never asked questions about others or listened when they tried to talk. And many of the students tried to avoid Thomas. And one evening, Alan invited Thomas to go for a walk. And as he walked along, Alan gently asked Thomas, said, do you ever feel that people avoid you or don't like you? And Thomas said, yes. And Alan continued, well, Thomas, do you want to know why some people treat you that way? And Thomas's answer came as a surprise, yes, I do. And no one will tell me. And Alan said very nicely to him, he went on to suggest how Thomas could listen more and how he could improve his social skills. And Thomas was eager to hear the kindness of an honest answer. So love speaks the truth with kindness. Love also speaks the truth with patience. If we speak the truth as bullets, then we will likely kill the relationship. But if we speak the truth as seeds, then we must be patient for the seeds to take root and grow. Love also speaks the truth with forgiveness. Uh, and it's important that we realize that people, we need to forgive people, people need to forgive us, but it has so much to do with the way that we talk, the tone of our voice, and the way that we approach the whole thing. Love also speaks the truth with humility. Being humble is such an important thing. And uh, so when we find ourselves in situations where we need to speak the truth in love, here are three additional things to keep in mind. 
First, we should check our motives. Why do we feel the need to do this? What do we hope to accomplish? Secondly, we should plan our presentation. Plan what you will say and how you will say it and when you will say it. And thirdly, we should give a lot of affirmation before and during and after. And this is so, so true that uh, this is a part of helping people to see that you really love them and that you care about them. To be honest about honesty, I have to admit that both speaking and hearing the truth in love is not easy. It takes love. It takes courage to be one on the sending end of speaking the truth in love, but it takes humility in love to be the one on the other end on the receiving end. So in addition to being loving and truthful speakers, I want to challenge you, all of you, to be loving and truthful hearers. I heard a person say one time, if you're always doing all the speaking, doing all the talking, then and doing no listening, yeah, you probably are not going to learn very much. There are a number of Proverbs in the Old Testament books, uh, uh, book of Proverbs, that talk of the wisdom of being someone who is approachable, correctable, and teachable. For instance, in Proverbs 12.1, it says, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. In Proverbs 9.8, Do not rebuke a mocker, or he will hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Proverbs 25.12, Like an earring of gold or an ornament, ornament of fine gold is a man's wise man's rebuke to a listening ear. Also in Proverbs 15:21, he who listens to a life-giving rebuke will be at home among the wise. Proverbs 27:6, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies. And also in Proverbs we read, we read that, that words are powerful and that we should choose them carefully. A word aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Reckless words pierce us like a, like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. These proverbs go right along with Ephesians 4:29 that we read as a part of the scriptures as we've read today. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. We must only say things that help people to be more whole and healthy as people. Let's take a moment here and think about what telling the truth is in love isn't. Telling the truth isn't talking or isn't telling everything we know. Not everyone needs to know everything. Telling the truth isn't verbalizing every emotion we feel. We are emotional creatures and our emotions fluctuate easily. We don't have to report every single emotion. Telling the truth isn't an excuse to be unloving. A person might say, I just have to be honest. You don't have to be honest if you can't do so in a loving way. And so we need to realize that... uh, When we think about, step back and think about where we are in America this very day, that uh, we need to realize how important it is for us so we can be effective in our walk. 
to say, you know, I'm going to set it as my goal, one of my top goals from, the, from this moment forward, that I'm going to seek to know the truths and not only seek to know them, but to share them in love, speak them in love, and then also to love, yes, love even our enemies. Uh, I want to conclude this message uh, that uh, uh, with the words that, that we have read uh, in Ephesians 4.15 and that one big sentence there and I want you hopefully to make a strong effort to remember that and that is speak the truth in love. Great, great challenge because the world is looking for truth. It's found. It's found. It tells us how we can handle ourselves, what we can say uh, to all the troubling situations and how important it is to do it in genuine love. Love is the greatest thing, and it never fails nor ends. Love is the key to everything. Love is all that you need. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for loving us. And we know that when we study the Holy Word, that God so loved the world, that our Heavenly Father so loved us, that he gave us the very best of heaven. And we know that Jesus loved us and certainly loves us now. But he loved us so much that he gave his life at a very tender age and died for each one of us that we can know the forgiveness of our sins and know the promise and the hope of eternal life. I pray for our nation, Lord. I pray that we will realize that we, all of us uh, are, I think, doing a reasonable job in identifying the problems. But what we need to do is to start looking for answers that can make the world better. And we as Christians, if we will just seek to uh, let, uh, to seek to, to love and to sp- and carry, carry that love and to speaking in love, that we can really, really make a difference. So help us, Lord, forgive us of our sins, be with our shut-ins, be with our nation, be with America. In the Master's name we pray, amen. Mm-hmm.